Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at A to Z Sports. And you like our Facebook page, at A to Z Sports Nashville. Uh, we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. Uh, let's get this thing going and thank our sponsors, because they truly do help everybody out, help us and you guys uh, in your lives. TennesseeTickets.com. If you are in need for any tickets, Titans tickets, Preds home tonight against Pittsburgh. If you want to go to the game, take some family. TennesseeTickets.com, zero hidden fees, and promo code AZ10 saves you $10 off any ticket purchase. TennesseeTickets.com. Wilson County Hyundai, check them out for your next ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com in Lebanon. Go see Payne Bone and his crew, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Renters Warehouse, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Selling your house, one time transaction. Build equity and create cash flows by renting your home out. Renterswarehouse.com does all the work. Cheekwood Golf Club, cheekwoodgolfclub.com in Franklin. Still time to go get some last-minute Christmas gifts, maybe something for yourself, gift cards, apparel, gear, memberships. Cheekwood Golf Club in Franklin is where to go. And Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. 15 minutes simulates five-plus hours in the weight room with full-body electronic muscle stimulation. That, along with the in-body analysis, can put you on the path to achieve your fitness goals. New Year starts next week. Everybody's trying to get in shape. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. And we've got a lot of big things coming with Mandu to start 2020. Uh, We'll tell you guys about that next week after the new year. But, Zach, huge weekend. We'll get to the college football playoff semifinals later on in the show. But the Titans, their playoffs start Sunday with a win and get in to the actual playoffs for the third consecutive year. And there's two big factors really playing into this game. Yeah, and you know what? I think that it it tips more to the Titans making the playoffs than any of the other teams. You have the Steelers dealing with backup quarterbacks as they have throughout the season. Now they're, I mean, Mason Rudolph is on IR, so they're, they're working behind the eight ball. You have the Oakland Raiders trying to backdoor their way in. The Colts, as we've gone through the playoff scenarios throughout this week and, you know, the up and down, the, the best part about the Titans are the Texans, we can find out if they're playing for something or nothing. Well, because of the Kansas City Chief game being prior, they actually got flexed, moved to the afternoon, Titans at Texans. Mm-hmm. So I think it sets up nicely for the Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel to, to get into the playoffs. Now, they have to take care of business, I do believe that the Houston Texans don't want an AFC South opponent to to be in the playoffs. If they can prevent that, they're definitely willing to do that. But overall, I think the Titans set up nicely to make the playoffs and possibly a playoff run. But as we know, it is driven by one man and one man only, and that is Derrick Henry. He changes the entire landscape of a win versus a loss. And the Titans sat Derrick Henry last week, obviously, to make sure that he was prepared, ready to go for this win and get in scenario that they currently have. And the interesting part about the Texans playoff situation is they are most likely going to be the fourth seed because I don't see the Chiefs losing to the Chargers. And that that game you mentioned being at noon, if the Chiefs are controlling the Chargers by halftime. You got to think about this. Inactives are due an hour and a half before the game. So the Titans-Texans kick off at 325, so 90 minutes before that. Where will that Chiefs-Chargers game be, and what will the score look like? 
because that, I think, will determine whether Deshaun Watson is either inactive or inactive. Uh, several other players, DeAndre Hopkins missed practice one day this week. Will Fuller, we know, is going to be out. Kenny Stills dealing with a knee injury. Will they decide to sit him? So you want the Chiefs to come out of the gates and put up, like, three touchdowns in the first quarter. Yeah. Like That would be best-case scenario because then by the, the time the inactives are due for the Texans, they know that there's no way the Chargers are going to upset the Chiefs. Let's go ahead and sit, guys. This game means nothing. Uh, let's move into the four seed where they can prepare for the Buffalo Bills to start the playoffs. Yeah, and a lot of teams are dealing with this. A lot of teams are banged up, the Titans included. You know, They've been without Malcolm Butler since he broke his wrist and Adoree Jackson because he's been dealing with an injury. Everybody is banged up at the end of the, the NFL football season heading into the playoffs. That's why you saw this morning the breaking news, if you're just joining us, the Saints are working out Antonio Brown because they need extra help offensively. So I don't know whether they will sign him. He's a head case. We've kind of talked. He's, he's been peppered throughout this NFL season Correct. on and off yes. with his you know diva ways. But everybody's banged up. So I would be curious. Bill O'Brien will know what he has to do, whether he has to win the game or not have to win the game uh, as far as the Texans and Titans are concerned. So he'll be informed of that. Then he'll make the decision accordingly. But as we talk through this live at Nash House, our first main topic is essentially it's one player versus the other player and the impact that they can have on this game. It's Derrick Henry for the Titans versus Deshaun Watson because history shows Deshaun Watson, he has been the X factor in these games when the Titans actually play the Texans. Now, they, they won last year the first meeting with Blaine Gabbert. That was a grinded-out type game. But Deshaun Watson has gotten a lot better since that game. And that's one of the reasons why the Texans beat the Titans a couple of weeks ago at home. It was because of Deshaun Watson in the fourth quarter closing out that game. It was. And I think Derrick Henry is the other guy where they, they rested him against the Saints to make sure he would be ready to go against the Texans because we know the Saints game did not mean a ton for the Titans' playoff situation. So which player will have the bigger impact on this game? Is it Derrick Henry's hamstring or is it Deshaun Watson potentially not playing? Which is a bigger impact, Derrick Henry's hamstring being a week healthier or the Deshaun Watson not playing potential storyline? Uh, let's hit, Right there, we got Rob saying Henry, hands down. Chino says Henry's going to run for at least 150. But, Zach, before we dive into this full conversation, let's talk about where we're at. We're at Nash House, downtown Nashville, where they always have fantastic food and breakfast for us, as well as plenty of other things. Yeah, off. steak and eggs. See, I'm going to get my readout, so later I'm going to start chomping down yeah, that's fine. steak and eggs. Yeah, we'll, you we'll... do your work now so you can eat yeah, that while see? I'm doing my work later. And Correct. The best part is there's no work on New Year's Eve because Nash House have you, has you covered. There's no cover. You can come in here, enjoy some cool cocktails. It's going to be a great atmosphere. If you don't have plans for New Year's Eve, Nash House is the place to go. It's downtown, but it's kind of outside on the outskirts of Broadway. You're not going to get into the thick of it. It's a it's, it's a cool vibe. This New Year's Eve, there's one place to go, no cover. They also have got a full bar, 36 drafts. They'll have a DJ dance party at 11 p.m. Midnight brunch. You can't late night snacks. You talk about uh, this this biscuits and gravy. I'm about to eat the steak and eggs. They'll have that available. Uh, starting late night food, that's Nash House, 
on New Year's Eve. If you don't have plans, now you yeah, do. Yeah, everybody's got the champagne toast. And they had the champagne, to- champagne toast here at Nash House, but not everybody has... A not everybody has a midnight brunch to go with New Year's Eve and New Year's morning. All right, so the question is, which would have the the most impact on this game? Derrick Henry's hamstring or the potential of Deshaun Watson not playing in this game? Zach, what are the comments saying early on? Well, Tyler's coming to me and says, you want to still pay Derrick Henry, Zach. Running backs are not worth the money. Uh, well, well, that's not how that, that's for another day. We, we're going to have... We're going to have so many t- months months and months to talk about Derrick Henry and his value and what he would be worth for the Titans. So Derrick Henry's hamstring versus Deshaun Watson not playing. Danny says uh, Watson not playing for sure. Tyler also says Watson not playing. So does Nardo. David says it's Henry. Uh, I've got a couple of coming back saying Deshaun Watson not playing would be huge. And that could be predicated on, as we talked about, the Chiefs beating the Chargers, where therefore the Texans cannot improve their playoff seating. And that would be the only reason why you would want to win that game is to improve your playoff seeding for maybe later on in the playoffs. You don't know what, what happens. The higher seed, that gets the benefit for home field. Yes, and so here's why the Texans would want the third seed is because if the Texans beat the Titans and the Chiefs lose the Chargers and the Texans get that three seed, most likely they would play the Steelers in the wild card round. Then they would have the opportunity to avoid Baltimore to go to New England to play a vulnerable uh, Patriots team and then avoid Baltimore until the AFC Championship yeah. game most likely. I think everybody and then would the rather Chiefs, play the Patriots than the Raiders. Yes, and then the Chiefs could have a chance to upset Baltimore because the Chiefs are probably the most powerful team outside of Baltimore in the AFC. So that's why the Texans would love to have the three seed. I don't think it's going to happen because I think the Chiefs can demolish the Chargers with ease. So I, I have my answer. Do you know what, you, what uh, your answer is? Yeah, I do. I'd love to hear yours. Mine 100% is Deshaun Watson not playing. That's the X factor in this particular game. When you have a team with their starting quarterback who has played, I mean, he's played outstanding throughout the year. That's why they won the AFC South. He has also shown that he has been a, a Titan killer in the, in, in the past. Last year, they absolutely boat raced the Titans in prime time a couple of weeks ago. The Titans didn't have the ability to really win that game. They had 17 seconds and 90 yards to go because Deshaun Watson and the Texans put them in that position. For this particular game, for the scope of the entire playoffs, it's Derrick Henry's hamstring for the rest of the season. Sure, But for this game to get in the playoffs, you would much rather face A.J. McCarron than Deshaun Watson. I mean, A.J. McCarron has had time and time again to prove his value and his worth in the NFL, and he's fallen short throughout since he's been drafted. So I will definitely 100% go with Deshaun Watson not playing compared to A.J. McCarron, or excuse me, to, to Derrick Henry's hamstring. Yeah. They were in the Saints game last week. Now, they didn't win it, but they were in it. And Tannehill and A.J. Brown, their emergence, they can win without Derrick Henry. It's going to be a lot easier if A.J. McCarron is at quarterback. Yeah, Jerry says, I don't care if Watson plays or not. Titans should get this game. Uh, should have had the first game. Uh, we'll be giving them the, the big defense all along. Run the big Derrick Henry down their throat is what he's saying uh, there from Jerry, top fan. Chris says, um, I think you would have to say Watson. The reason why the Titans lost the last Texans game is because Watson and the lack of appropriate play calling. I I agree. I'm I'm with you. Deshaun Watson, and I think Corey said it really well. Not not Corey. Tim said it 
Uh, not not Tim either. I'm losing that comment. Cody says nothing would change the game more than Watson not playing. The reason why the Titans started as a five and a half point favorite on Monday morning was for the potential that Deshaun Watson would not play in this game. Now that line has jumped down to Titans minus three and a half, which I think is interesting. But I do feel like I think Deshaun Watson's going to play. I think he will start. I don't think he's going to finish the game. I think the first sign of pressure the Titans put on him, the first hit or the first sign of the Titans taking control of the game, Deshaun Watson will have a very quick leash. That is how I feel like the game's going to go. Derrick Henry had 21 carries for 84 yards in the first game. 21 carries for Derrick Henry was his fourth most this season, and he was battling that hamstring. So they still had Derrick Henry out there and were giving the ball a lot in the first game against the Texans, and that was the most recent game he's played where his hamstring was at his worst. So I feel like Derrick Henry's hamstring will be around for the rest of uh, until the Titans are done playing football this season. But, yeah, Deshaun Watson, him not playing would potentially be the biggest impact on this entire game. How much would it change if – somehow the Chargers upset the Chiefs and the Texans are playing for something. I think it would change a lot. You think the Bill O'Brien, you think that I now, think, now it's, it's gas pedal down? Yes, absolutely. Because the Texans, I think the Texans believe if they're healthy, then they can win the Super Bowl. But isn't that the sacrifice of if they're healthy? Sure. Deshaun Watson is banged up. If you watched last Saturday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he was hobbled. He, he held his ankle multiple times. He was on the injury report this week with a back. That means he's dealing with a couple of different things. And he takes hits because of the way he plays, the way that he quarterbacks. But I, I, I still think that they – I don't think they necessarily put the pedal on the gas. I think they do. I, I think the Why te- wouldn't they? Because you, you see the opportunity to get – they value health. That's what I think. Yes, but I think they also value playing against the Patriots again, who they who they handled pretty well, except for some late game late game points there from the Patriots to make that look a lot closer than it Did was. Did not play well against Lamar Jackson and the Raiders, uh, Ravens earlier this season. Um, when when do they play the Ravens? The Texans, I don't think, played the Ravens this year. Baltimore. Oh yeah, they did. They, yeah, they lost at the Ravens, forty-one-seven. So they want yeah. to avoid the Ravens, and that was a weird game. They want to avoid the Ravens. So if they have the opportunity to avoid the Ravens, they're going to play Deshaun Watson, and I think they're going to try to beat the Titans because that also keeps the Titans out of the playoffs, which is a very tight matchup too. Most likely keeps the Titans out of the playoffs. This is, There's a scenario of eight and eight Titans get in. This is a tough question because Mike Vrabel, as we know, the head coach of the Titans, always he doesn't like talking about injuries. You ask him, he's not going to give you a whole lot. And there is a mystery around Derrick Henry's hamstring. We don't know what a week off can do to Derrick Henry's hamstring. Does it get him to 95%? I don't think that he will. For the rest of this year, his hamstring will not be 100%. I think everybody can agree on that. But we saw him play at, what, 60 70% a couple of weeks ago against the Texans. How much will the rest impact what he can do and if the titans get up do you start to pull him do you you have to completely manage derrick henry as far as your game plan goes like how does that change arthur smith who we'll talk about here a little bit later but how does that change the offensive identity with this hamstring from derrick henry if the titans lose this game 
and they don't write, they don't give Derrick Henry as many opportunities as possible, then you're going to be playing the what if game in your mind the entire offseason because you missed the playoffs. And what if you just gave it to Derrick Henry more? I think Derrick Henry carries the ball as often as possible. He's involved in the game plan as much as possible with play action pass until the Titans have this game in hand. And I don't know what would define having the game in hand up 14 points and Deshaun Watson on the bench and DeAndre Hopkins on the bench. Does that make you think you've got the game? Then maybe you pull Derrick Henry because you got to start preparing for a playoff game in Kansas City. I, I think that's really the only situation of where you would slow down Derrick Henry is if you come out, maybe A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, or whoever else, the defense gets a touchdown, and you've got a lead in the early to late fourth quarter, and you can pull off Derrick Henry a little bit. But I, I think, and Orif says, the game is in hand uh, until the clock hits triple zeros. So I think there's a situation where you can pull Derrick Henry out early, but it takes a lot of things going right for the Titans for that to be a reality. Yeah, and historically, the Titans do not play very well in Houston. They have not won there since January 1st, 2012. Luke Warsham had that earlier in the week. Wow, that's a long time. Yes, very long time. So uh, that impacts. The, the other reason why I answered the question the way that I did the, the fact that Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown have played as well as they have over the last several weeks. I mean, Ryan Tannehill has changed the course of the Titans season at 2-4 and four and where they are right now. The game changer what is, is number 17. That also makes you feel a little bit more comfortable if you're playing against a depleted Texans team or a Texans team that is not trying 100% to win the game because they don't feel that it is necessary. They would rather... You know, save their players for the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill, they are the Titans are playing for their their football yes, lives. Yes, yes, they are in the playoffs. Start now for the Titans, and they've proven that they can execute and win games. Well, we we talked about this pre-show. There is, you said before the show, there's zero excuse the Titans for the Titans to lose this game. We've said that twice already this season. The first one was at Denver. If they lose this game and AJ McCarron is playing quarterback, we are going to have a long conversation for the entire offseason of what a failure this year had been. Right. Like th- there's no reason to lose this game. The Titans should absolutely be in the playoffs this year. And whether you backdoor your way into the playoffs, it doesn't matter. You're in the tournament. You're at least, again, a couple of years ago, nobody thought that Marcus Mariota and the Titans would beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Nobody thought that. But they did because they had an opportunity to get in by beating Jacksonville week 17. So no excuse. Mike Vrabel will be questioned throughout the entire offseason if they lose this game. Yeah, Ryan Field says uh, this is a must win. If the Titans lose this, it sets the franchise back worse than Jeff Fisher. I don't necessarily think losing this game would set the franchise back. I think there's a lot of... There's a lot of opportunity this franchise can can sure up in the offseason to make it look good for the near future, but it, it would definitely be a black eye on Mike Vrabel's resume if they lose this game and miss the playoffs, and he, and he misses out on the playoffs the first two seasons when he took over for a guy who won a playoff game. Yeah, and that's important. I do think I'm going to go ahead and tell you this before, and I, I think the Titans will beat the Texans because of the situation, but if they, they do lose and they miss the playoffs – we will talk more about the impact and the failure of Marcus Mariota because of it. Because they started 2-4 and four with Marcus Mariota and what we found out about Ryan Tannehill, that's what they will say, well, you shouldn't even been in this position. 
but you were because Mariota set them up at two and four. Arthur Smith, his offense works. It it is proven this year that his offense works. Being a first time, first year offensive coordinator, first time play caller, Brian Tannehill has proven that, right? He has. So, you know, there's some rumblings this past week. Ian Rappaport reported something about Arthur Smith that we're going to talk about, but. He has changed the course of the season because of Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown. I think those two factors and obviously Derrick Henry would help. So let's do that now. We're just going to discuss the report from Ian Rappaport about Arthur Smith being a potential head coach candidate. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu. Mandu is the pulse of fitness. One 15-minute workout at Mandu simulates five-plus hours in the weight room because of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. So Mandu.com, your first workout, is absolutely free for you to go try. And EMS, electronic muscle stimulation, plus the in-body analysis, allows you to find your path to achieve your fitness goals. Most Americans start the new year uh, which will be 2020 next week, with fitness goals. With, I want to get in better shape. I want to lower my cholesterol. I want to uh, boost my metabolism. I want to just get rid of some visceral fat. Mandu can help you achieve those goals. They've helped it with me. Since July, I've lost 7% body fat. And all of what Mandu can show you. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Mandu.com. Oh, man, protein right here. Steak and eggs, you can't beat that. You cannot beat that. Nash House, pretty good? Very good. Very Live good. here at the Nash House, Ian Rappaport uh, mentioned Arthur Smith's name as one of 25 names uh, to pay attention to for head coaching jobs that are going to open up here in the near future. First of all, that's a lot of names. A lot of names. Yeah, that was the first thing that I saw is 25? Like, there's not going to be 25 job openings for head coaching positions. There's only, the 30, there's only 32 teams. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But week six, after the Titans' fourth loss of the season, where they were two and four, nobody was talking about this. Everybody was saying Arthur Smith's in over his head. And that he might not be back next year. Now, he's at least on a list. I don't care how long the list is. I but, do care. Well, I do care. <laughs> but, for, but for the situation, Zach, we were talking about Arthur Smith being a one-and-done offensive coordinator because he wasn't doing a good job. Now he is on the list for a head coaching candidacy. That's a big change over a matter of 10 weeks or nine weeks, really. So well, what? The big change has been the quarterback. That singularly, a quarterback can help and make an offensive coordinator look like a, a dummy or it can make them look like a genius. I think we've seen both of that this year, right? Mariota was taking nine sacks, just not had zero pocket awareness. And all of a sudden, they changed quarterbacks. It's the same guy calling plays. Like Arthur Smith, that has, that, that has not changed whatsoever. But the quarterback did, and I think Ryan Tannehill has made Arthur Smith Look very, very good. No, no doubt. I, I, I'm with you. I, I think Arthur Smith. But deserves- I think it, I'll just go ahead and say this. I think this is a joke, a joke that Arthur Smith is on a is going to be a head coach in the NFL. They, he's not the same thing as Matt Lafleur, and and that's I think we have to understand that. Oh, you could say, oh, Zach. Matt LaFleur was the offensive coordinator last year. He was the first-time play caller really last year. Yeah, right? he was. He's, he fits the same mold. No, 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 no. Well. He doesn't. And so th- there is a big difference between Matt LaFleur and what happened with him being the head coach of the Green Bay Packers this year, who light the world on fire, playoff team, 
contender. Aaron Rodgers has a lot to do that. And then you have Arthur Smith. I think Matt LaFleur was a wanted individual when he was at his time in L.A. with, with Sean McVay. Arthur Smith does not have that same path. It feel, su- it he has fe- survived for the last several years through a lot of different coaching changes in Nashville. Well, it feels like Matt LaFleur was being groomed to be a head coach the entire time. I don't, yeah, I don't, you don't think, feel the same way. I, I don't feel the same way for Arthur Smith. I think Arthur Smith has done a fantastic job climbing the ranks, starting as a GA, or not a grad assistant, they don't have those, but a quality control guy climbing the ranks to being a position coach, being working on both sides of the ball. Now he's an offensive coordinator. I just think it's, it's way too early for Arthur Smith. The guy was a no-name for nine, eight years up until this year when Mike Vrabel hired him. And a lot of people, including myself, questioned that hire for the franchise because of the timing. The, the, I think- the franchise gave them a reason. They, a lot of people questioned it, right? But their reasoning, and they came out and said this, is they wanted for the offense, for Marcus Mariota, they wanted to be as similar as possible. Continuity was the word. Because they had so much turnover in Mariota's young career. It was new guy calling plays, new offensive coordinator, new, new quarterback coach. They wanted the continuity, as you said. That was the reasoning behind it. Now, the funny thing is, is Mariota's not quarterbacking, so that reasoning doesn't matter. That's why they did it. He's, he's just not the same. In, in, in the NFL.com article, this is what Ian Rapport wrote about Arthur Smith. 37 years old offensive coordinator says in his ninth season with the Titans, Smith was an obscure name until Mike Vrabel promoted him from tight ends coach after last season. He has taken advantage, impressing with his even keel demeanor and worked with a revitalized Ryan Tannehill. Now that last part is absolutely true. A revitalized, not only for Arthur Smith, but for Ryan Tannehill. I just think this is ridiculous. Well, he's I, not a head coaching candidate I, in the NFL. I don't. I, I, I don't, don't see, see him that. as a head coach. He doesn't like not exude yet. head no, coach I to me. Say, no, I, I don't want to say ever. I think that's unfair to Arthur Smith. Maybe I'm in not a saying. I'm not saying that either. Something. I'm not saying that either right now. But like, the way like being a head coach is more than just being a good play caller or whatever. Obviously, it's handling yourself in front of the team, which Arthur Smith has been. We have been told. Arthur Smith is very, very good in front of the entire team meetings, uh, in front of the entire team in team meetings, and has been, and that's why he's gotten the opportunity that he has to stick around because he's proven himself there. He, he's not. I don't view him as a face of the franchise for as a head coach type of type of person. But uh, Mike Miracles brought this up in uh, in his story on MusicCityMiracles.com that the success that Arthur Smith has had is that if the Titans score 26, 26 points against the Texans on Sunday, that would be the second best scoring offense the Tennessee Titans have ever had behind the 2003 offense, which had co-MVP Steve McNair. So if there's 26 points scored on Sunday, that's the second most points a Tennessee Titans team has scored in over 20 years now. That says something. And Arthur Smith was at the controls of that, and for six of those games, they were putrid, ugly, gross, shut out in one game. Seven points in two of those games. They were disgusting because of what Marcus Mariota was not doing. The, 26 points is nothing. They've been doing 26 points every game, it feels like, the last month and a half. So I think Arthur Smith deserves some conversation about him, but I believe he's at least another year, most likely two or three years away from being a head coaching candidate, like a hot name, 
Right now, he's on a list of 25. I agree with you. That's ridiculous. But he needs to get on a list of like 5 to 10. And then that's an actual situation where he could be up for a job. Because there's not going to be many jobs open this year. The Falcons just said this morning they're bringing back Dan Quinn. The Lions are bringing back Patricia. The Jets are bringing back Adam Gase. So there's three jobs that could have been open that are not. The Cowboys will probably be open. Are the Jags going to be open? Who knows? There's not going to be a lot of open jobs this year. So Arthur Smith's going to be back next year as OC. There's no doubt about that. And I think that's a great thing for the Titans to have that continuity back again, especially since Ryan Tannehill has been this good. Yeah, and Tannehill gets that benefit. Everybody's looking for the next hot thing. that's, That's a life thing. That's not a sports thing, right? What, what what was the most, and I don't really know, that. what was the most popular Christmas gift this year? Everybody's trying to find what that is. It's trends. And in the NFL, right now, there's two things. Offense, 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 and young head coach. that they, Who are offensive. Offensive-minded. And but, Arthur Smith is both of those. Young, he's 37 years old, and he's an offensive guy. He doesn't carry the same vibrato as some of the other candidates that have gotten jobs. Well, it's, it's because... Arthur Smith well, is he's a an he's an offensive lineman, tight end guy, right? That's yeah, what he's, he's been. An, he played O line in college. He's coached tight ends for the last four or five years, and all the guys who are who have climbed a ladder really fast offensively have been quarterback guys because it's all about the quarterback. And Arthur Smith has never really worked directly with a quarterback until this year. Does have a prestigious family, and look, Sean McVay, prestigious family, has been in the league a lot of, a, a, a long time. Kyle Shanahan, as we know, prestigious family. Now, the difference is, is that Arthur Smith's parents are FedEx. It's not necess- not a football family. not a football family. But maybe I don't know if that I don't I don't know how the selection process. And I don't think that necessarily matters when you're hiring a coach. But it's you have to prove your worth of what you can do on the field or or calling games. And I think thus far, since he's gotten a new quarterback. Things have changed. 23 points, 27, 20, 35, 42, 31, 42, 21, and 28. Those are not something that Titans fans are used to hearing when it's how many points have the Titans scored in a game. They're used to the grinded out, you know, 13-point backdoor field goal win. That's just what it's been over the last several years. Now, things have changed a little bit because Mariota has had good games, but he usually follows that up with you know questionable games. The consistency has really never been there. The consistency over the course of, even though they've lost three games, the, lo- the losses to Carolina, Houston, and New Orleans, they've played semi-well. Well, First half they, against Carolina, not very they've good. They've had big second that, halves. They, they had a big second half. They, right? they played poorly in the first half against the Texans. Remember, they were shut out that game. They were shut out. I, I want to say they were shut out in the first half of the Panthers game. They might have had three points. And Ryan's right. They're, they're scoring touchdowns not only on the ground with Derrick Henry, but also through the air. And they're scoring from anywhere on the field, whether it's 74 yards out from Derrick Henry against the Jags, 40, 41, 59. We've seen A.J. Brown with some big plays. That's what playoff teams do. Now, the Titans are yet well, to be a playoff team, but isn't that what we, when you think of a playoff team like the Kansas City Chiefs or the New Orleans Saints or the Green Bay Packers or the Patriots or the Ravens, they score any, any way. And they, and they score in chunks. And they, here, here's the stat I wanted to read this morning, also from Mike Miracles. The stat is it's yards per play. This is yards per play since Tannehill took over in week seven. 
right? So the Titans lead the NFL in yards per play since that time at 6.8 yards per play. The Baltimore Ravens are second at 6.3. Titans yards per play and the best offense in the NFL for the entire year, yards per play, since Ryan Tannehill took over. Yeah, because... That's a huge thing. Because they've gotten big plays. The A.J. Brown, like, the Derrick Henry runs. Those are game-breaking plays that not every football team in the NFL, like Lamar Jackson can do it, but the Patriots have struggled this year. I would love to see their their, uh, yards per play. It's probably not that high, right? I, I think that there's probably a separation there. The Titans have gotten to the point of where they've gotten to after the two and four start because of game breaking plays by Derrick Henry and by AJ Brown. Let's face it, those are the two keys. Other than that, I mean, I think Adam Humphreys has had some, uh, they had that key catch uh, against Kansas City, but overall, it's the yak that AJ Brown gives you and the deep passes. That, that's. That's three guys. They have a three-headed monster. It's Ryan Tannehill, it's Derrick Henry, and it's A.J. Brown. Those three individuals are the real reason, besides the defense, and I think the defense has played solid, not great. They're not breaking down the barn door. But those three guys have changed the course of the season and have put the Titans in position to possibly be a playoff. And Jeffrey brings up, and then there's other names who are emerging. Corey Davis, I think, I cannot understand why Corey Davis does not have more production. It does not make a lot of sense. He doesn't have, and John I feel Smith like John, yeah, brought up. John U. Smith, 439 yards, three touchdowns. Tajay Sharp, over the last few weeks, has been, when Adam, since Adam Humphreys has been out, Tajay Sharp has done a really good job in filling that void for the third down conversion situation, and he got in the end zone twice last week. I think, I think Corey Davis has been fine. Jonu Smith and Tajay Sharp have really stepped up uh, along the way too, where the Titans now have probably the most depth of playmakers that they've had since, like, Derek Mason, Drew Bennett, Frank Whitecheck, Aaron Kinney days. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's been a, I'm talking 2003. 2003 was the best, most most prolific offense the Titans have had where they scored the most points. Uh, they've they, well, look, they scored 435 points that year. Right now, they're 26 points away from 392. Well, and the Titans, for a decade, were in quarterback purgatory with Vince Young and Jake Locker. Like, There's reasons behind that. Yes, the stat is correct, but it's because they had to deal with VY and broken Jake Locker and an up-and-down Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is a good quarterback for the Titans as a whole. Not a great quarterback. That's why he's benched. He regressed towards the end of his Titans playing career. But they haven't had, they haven't had guys like Ryan Tannehill play like that he, the way that he has since Steve McNair. So that's the key to that and here, This is what Brent, Brent says. Henry Tannehill, A.J., and Janu are greater than Eddie, McNair, Mason, and Whitecheck. That might be a little bit... Premature. Much, yeah, premature. <laughs> them, but like they're ex- they're fun to watch. Like maybe the, the current guys are more explosive than the older guys. Like Derek Mason's a leading receiver for two franchises in the NFL: the Titans and the Ravens. Frank Whitecheck is was a bell cow for this offense for a long time. So is Eddie George and Steve McNair's are fringe. Uh, Steve McNair are fringe Hall of Famers. Mason's probably got a better chance at the Hall of Fame than the other two off of numbers. But 
That's pretty hard to say that right now, Brent. A to Z Sports, we are live here from Nash House, downtown Nashville. They're going to have a great atmosphere New Year's Eve. You don't have New Year's Eve plans. Now, all of a sudden, you do have New Year's Eve plans. Nash House, no cover, no cover charge. So you can come in here, enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy the drinks. They've got... They've got late night brunch. You can't beat that. Nash House on New Year's Eve. I just gave you some some plans. Before you talk about Renner's Warehouse and we wrap up this Titans conversation, did see this on Pro Football Focus on Twitter. This is a very interesting stat about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has 1,095 yards after contact this year. (laughs) That would rank 10th in overall rushing. Okay? Just... After contact yards, that as a whole would rank 10th. That's unbelievable. That is nuts. That is insane. It is eSports here live from Nash House, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. Zach's going to have uh, more of his breakfast, steak, and eggs this morning. Live at Nash House. Great brunch menu. Midnight brunch for New Year's Eve uh, as well down here. Uh, but we're going to shift to talk about four big names. Four huge names in college football that will be, at some point, four big names when it comes to the NFL draft and the NFL conversation, and that is the college football playoff quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, Heisman Trophy winner. Jalen Hurts has been around for forever and has been a Heisman Trophy candidate. Trevor Lawrence, Heisman Trophy candidate. And uh, Justin Fields, Heisman Trophy candidate. All four big players who will perform the best this weekend in the college football playoffs semifinals that are tomorrow? And you can come watch those games here at Nash House. But first, let me tell you guys about RentersWarehouse.com. They are the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Because you can sell your house or you can build equity and create cash flows by renting your house out. And you're building equity faster in the Nashville area than you have been in the last decade plus. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. Again, selling your house is a one-time transaction, but renting your house out is money in your bank account every month with others paying your mortgage and then some. And then you creating equity, more cash flows coming in. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. And if you want to eventually sell it, they can handle that for you as well. Uh, But no work on you, no binding contracts, no fees up front, just as simple as $89 a month, and they do all of the work. RentersWarehouse.com. Man, that steak and egg, those were good. Very, very good. I wanted you to keep talking about Renters Warehouse. I really did. And we can keep talking about Nash House. This is where we're broadcasting live from this morning on a Friday morning, getting you ready for a big weekend in college football. And as Austin said, you know, which college football quarterback will have the biggest performance this weekend in the semifinals? Is it going to be Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, or Trevor Lawrence? I, I'm looking forward to this conversation because Joe Burrow has played the best out of everybody so far. The Heisman Trophy winner. He's had the best season of anybody. Yeah, and it's... The be- maybe the best season of ever. Like Cam Newton might be that one, right? The best singular college football season. Joe Burrow's up there. But Cam Newton finished with a national championship. That's correct. And so Joe Burrow's trying to do the same thing. If Joe Burrow is unable to do that, that changes everything. Sure. It, it changes what he will go down in college football history as. He'll always be a Heisman Trophy winner. You can't take that away from him. But he can really do something special. LSU beating Alabama, going through the rigors of the SEC, beating Georgia, then beating Oklahoma, and then either Ohio State or Clemson. I think Joe Burrow's the easiest answer here, but it's not necessarily the answer that I will say. I'm going to rule one guy out of this conversation. 
Justin Fields is out of this conversation. Really? Yes. Why? He's hurt. His knee is not right. I know he's had three weeks or so since the Big Ten title game. But if you watch that Big Ten championship against Wisconsin, Wisconsin sacked Justin Fields five times. And Justin Fields was not able to get out of that pressure. Justin Fields' knee takes his playmaking ability out of this game more than the other three. I think Justin Fields will still be able to put up points. Ohio State's offense is explosive. They got J.K. Dobbins is fun to watch. The receivers on the outside, they got a lot of speed. But Justin Fields, his, his legs, that's what starts the offense. They, they have to run the offense through Dobbins this game because Fields' knee is not 100%, and that's a big deal for him because he's a mobile quarterback, and they love to run him on zone reads. So, Austin, you know how I feel about Dabo Sweeney. Big Dabo guy. I like the way that he coaches. I like the way that he motivates his team. I like, I like the way he, he has built his program overall. I think nobody's giving Clemson credit. Because of their schedule has been slaw, we don't know truly who Clemson is. Hard, hard to form an opinion based on an early game against Texas A&M, who's probably the best seven-win team of anybody, but they had a really tough schedule. They lost to Clemson early on in the year. And then besides that, Clemson didn't play anybody. Louisville's down. Florida State's down. South Florida Carolina, State's a disaster. South Carolina's <laughs> no good. And then Virginia in the ACC championship got, the, got beat down by Dabo and his boys. Trevor Lawrence may be the best quarterback out of everybody. He may be. I think he will be the number one overall pick if healthy, obviously. In two years. In, yeah. In, a in couple, two drafts. In, in a couple of years. They're the defending national champions. That should say something. I'm going with Trevor Lawrence. I fully, I'll just give you a little preview of who I'm picking. Clemson versus Ohio State. I like Clemson. I think that Trevor Lawrence and Dabo Sweeney and the entire Clemson team is getting zero respect. Zero respect. And I think they're, they're gonna, favorites. They're gonna, How are they getting zero respect? All season long, they have not gotten respect, Austin. You cannot sit up here and argue that. And if you want to, let's go. Because that's going to be a hard, that's going to be an uphill climb for you. They're undefeated and they're ranked third in the country. And their two teams ahead of them are also undefeated and have played way tougher schedules than Clemson. I, I think it's ridiculous to, to, to give, like, just because you give LSU and Ohio State respect and they're number one and number two does not mean you're disrespecting Clemson. That's, they don't go together. It's just that LSU and Ohio State, because of their schedule, have deserved and earned one and number two. Clemson's number three, yet Clemson is favorited over number two. So therefore, I think Vegas actually respects Clemson pretty strongly. It's a, they're a two-point favorite of Ohio State. That says something to me. Well, I think that's because of what you started the conversation with because of Justin Fields' health. If Justin Fields was completely healthy and he didn't play a bad first half against Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship, then I think that spread is different. Would you agree okay, with that? Okay, ifs and buts. Okay, you always say that. Ifs and buts. The spread is Clemson minus two. They're not disrespected. The rankings say that they are. No, they're not. Did you not just listen no, to what I, I said the last I two minutes? I, I did. But just because. That's what Clemson thinks. That's, and I think okay, I, and I, that's, I, look, I value look, that. Yeah. That's fine. Dabo is doing the right thing in motivating his team. But that doesn't mean the country is disrespecting Clemson. I think Clemson's going to beat Ohio State, too. We'll get to our picks later on. 
But the the rank, just because Clemson's three doesn't mean they're being disrespected. That's stupid. Because LSU and Ohio State have earned that one and two. Nobody's talked about Trevor Lawrence all year long. Nobody has. That's what happens when you're really good. And no, like people stopped talking about like greatness a lot. That's what happens. You get tired of it. You get used to it. It becomes normal. Trevor Lawrence and Clemson's offense have become normal. And so we expect them to win by an average of like 37 points the, every game this season. So you think Trevor Lawrence is going to have the biggest weekend? I, I think so, yes. I think Ohio State and Chase Young probably can keep them in check. I think Clemson wins. This is, this is their opportunity to shut up the critics. Right? There are no critics of Clemson. No, no the critics <laughs> There have are been, fake critics. No, no, the critics for Clemson have been, you haven't played anybody. And now they have the opportunity. They're going to play somebody. That, that's the number two team in the country. That is Ohio State, the Ohio State University. So now th- that's why I think that Clemson will rise to the occasion. Because, I do too. I think Clemson will beat Ohio that the State. Team has because Trevor Lawrence. Nobody talked about Trevor Lawrence all year. That's my point, point. and it's because of their schedule. It's because of a lot of things. I'm not numb to that. Okay, and I, I'm not close-minded to that. But I do think that they haven't gotten the respect of a defending national champion that they should. The people have not paid attention to them because their games were not entertaining for us, the consumer. Like that's. That's just the reality of it. It's not any. It's not a knock against Clemson. Is that they're they're too good. Honestly, they're too good for us to pay attention to the entire year. And Ethan's got a point. Trevor Lawrence got off to a slower start this year, and so he threw more picks in the first month of the season, and we kind of forgot about him. The North Carolina game was close, Rob. You're correct, and we kind of knocked Clemson early for that, and then we kind of. Let them be. But that's not disrespecting Clemson. Trevor Lawrence is phenomenal. Trevor Lawrence, I think, is a better pro prospect than Joe Burrow because he's done it for two seasons. Joe Burrow's done it for one season. And Trevor Lawrence will have an opportunity to do it for a third season. Well, Joe Burrow had a a good last season. Not the season that he's had. And that's why I think a lot of people, they sit there and say, is this just a drop in the bucket like is this just random is this year can you replicate that in the pros how much of it is joe brady and what ed orgeron made changes to the offense you're always going to have those because it's a team sport other people we just talked about that with arthur smith and ryan Tannehill. right yeah you're influenced by a a number of people when you play the sport of football i I just think that joe burrow they were a 10-win team last season now this year they're undefeated but Joe Burrow did that, and Joe Burrow did that for an LSU team that is notorious for running the football and playing good defense and having quarterbacks just manage the game. Now they have a quarterback that has won the game. like that He wins the games. It's because of Joe, Joe Burrow. It's not a lot, of, uh, a lot of factors, but he has single-handedly won them games because of his play as a quarterback. LSU can't say that. Uh, yeah, I, Matt Flynn... And all the other guys, Zach Mettenberger, I mean, the list goes on and on and on about the quarterbacks that have had opportunity, and they just weren't that good. So a lot of people are answering our question with Trevor Lawrence. When we're asking which college football playoff quarterback will have the biggest performance this weekend, Burrow, Hurts, Fields, or Lawrence? Because I think he has the most to prove. I think so. Uh, He does. Just because he was not in New York and the others were? That's one. Yeah, that's one reason. The other reason is everybody, everybody... And it's the facts. I understand why they said that. Everybody criticized Clemson all year long because they didn't play anybody. 
Now they can't say that. So Trevor Lawrence on a big stage has already proven he can do it. I think he will do it again this weekend. I that's why I, I I'm high on Clemson. I think I think Ohio State is good. So, they've got Chase Young. They've got players. But I I, I, I there's something about Trevor. I, I think that he's I, I think he has it. I've already ruled out Justin Fields because of his knee injury that he's going going to play with obviously. But I think. It, I think Trevor Lawrence will not have the biggest performance, like the most gaudy stats or like the most memorable f- performance just because the guys around him are so good too. Like Travis Etienne is a beast. The T. Higgins and the other receivers at Clemson are just phenomenal to watch too. But when you look at the most impactful performances and who's going to have the biggest game, I think it goes to Jalen Hurts, one guy we have not talked about at all. If Oklahoma wants any shot to upset LSU, and LSU's 13.5-point favorites. If Oklahoma wants any shot, then Jalen Hurts will have to throw the ball 35 times and run the ball 25 times. Like, Jalen Hurts, his stats, he will have to have well over 400 yards of offense and probably closer to 500. If Oklahoma wants a chance, he's got to have that type of epic performance for them to, to be right there with LSU. And so that's why I kind of lean to Jalen Hurts. When you're talking about biggest performance, I'm not saying who's going to win or not. I think Jalen Hurts is going to have a huge day. I don't think Oklahoma's going to win. Well, but, so this, this is what scares me about that. And they're a different team. But what did they learn from last year? Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winner, played Alabama, played horrible. Was not an X factor. They got blown out. So that's, I think, what you worry about. That's why I don't go Jalen Hurts. But Jalen Hurts has a... You know what? And they're playing the best team. LSU overall Right, right. But they're not playing the the best best defense. They're playing the third best defense. Ohio State and and Clemson have better defenses than LSU. So Jalen Hurts has turned the ball over at inopportune times too many times this season in big games against Baylor a couple times. He cannot do that. He's got to play... And Kansas State, you're correct. He can't do that. He's got to play really clean. And he's going to put up 450, 500 yards of offense for Oklahoma to have a chance. I think Joe Burrow's going to get his. He'll throw for 300. He'll run for probably 40 or 50. He'll score a total of four plus touchdowns. Wouldn't that win the contest? Though? I think I think Jalen Hurts is going to. If, if Joe Burrow does what you just described and that's his stat line, he would win the contest. Not if not if Jalen Hurts goes for 450 plus and has a combined four touchdowns. I think, I think Jalen Hurts has the most gaudy stats and the biggest game. I don't think Oklahoma's going to win at all. But that's just where I'm – where this conversation, I think Jalen Hurts is going to show – put on a good show and a valiant performance, but his team's not going to win. And I think Jalen Hurts – because he is a – CeeDee Lamb's a really great receiver and will probably be a top-10 draft pick, but that's basically what Oklahoma has. It's right. Jalen Hurts and CeeDee Lamb. Ethan brings up a good question. Before we get to our picks live from Nash House, so you don't have New Year's Eve plans right here at Nash House, no cover, great atmosphere. Ethan says, aside from Dabo, so he's taking Dabo out of the conversation, says, which head coach of the playoff teams would you want coaching your team? This is a good question. You know why? Not a lot of experience. Ed Orgeron, not, he had experience at Ole Miss, didn't have good experience. He's... He's proven a lot of the critics wrong. Yeah. Ryan Day has taken over, and that thing has not skipped a beat at Ohio State. And then you've got Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. Riley. And Lincoln Riley talks of being the next possible Dallas Cowboys head coach. He is a wanted commodity. And he, he very similar to Ryan Day, took over, didn't skip a beat. 
taking over for Bob Stoops. Bama Shane says, give me Lincoln. A lot of people are saying Lincoln Riley. I kind of feel the same way. Is it just because you know more about him? Probably. And he's this is the third straight trip to the playoff with the third different quarterback. But that, that's is, impressive. And, but what the results in the playoffs have not been very good. He's for, lost every single final. Right. But the Rose Bowl against Georgia two years ago was it was an incredible game. Back and forth, incredible back and forth. Incredible game, but they lost. And this is the best. The, the, their defense is way better this year than it has been the previous two playoffs years. Their quarterbacks uh, have been better in the previous years than they are now. Yeah, though. but I think Jalen Hurts gives them a different level of like ball control and clock management than Murray and Mayfield. Does that make sense? I think Jalen Hurts controls better, but yeah, he yeah, controls the game there more than Mayfield and Murray where you're scoring lightning fast in 90 seconds. I, I may go a little different. I'm going to go with Tony on this one. I think Coach O can convince somebody to run through a brick wall. And not a lot of people in life can do that. And Coach O has proven this year, time and time again, that he gets his team ready to play for big games. LSU has played the most big games all season than all these other teams. I, again, Dabo not in the conversation. Ed O probably has the least amount of in-game responsibilities as the other three. Right? <clears throat> or the other two. But Lincoln res- Riley and Ryan Day are play callers. His responsibility <clears throat> is to talk some noise right before the kickoff. To punch himself say, in the jaw. And say... Let's go out there and punch them in the, in the mouth. David. And they come out, and LSU <laughs> always comes out strong. They do. And I think and in the second half, halftime, let he lets his coaches coach, and he goes in there and he motivates because they respect him, first of all, and that's earned and not given. I don't know. Coach Joe, it, I don't think it's the most educated answer that you could say, but I do think the emotion in the big-time games does matter. Uh, David, once again, just not listening. He says, uh, once again, Dabo gets no respect. Well, the, the thing is, David, we actually gave Dabo so much respect that we removed him from the conversation because he's the obvious best coach of the group of four. So, David, we're, we're wrong. Or you're wrong. We removed Dabo because he is by far the best. Yeah, and, and we're having the conversation the without championship him. head coach. Everybody yeah. this year is trying to earn what Dabo earned last year against Nick Saban as Clemson won. I I do think that people just forget about Clemson winning the national championship last year. It's just completely. Why? I just I, I think that it's just completely overlooked. What do you uh, mean? It's, like, it's why? All, why are you looking at it? Like, I mean, it matters. Yeah, but they lost a lot of guys. Their their defense. The, the core of their team is the same. Well, the offense, yes, but the defense changed. A, you know, it, Oklahoma has had a much different team because of their quarterback situation and other players leaving. Clemson, they have essentially they lost a lot of defensive players. I'm not going to sit here and say that, but their quarterback, their running back has emerged. Their wide receivers. How they boat raced Alabama last year in the national championship game, the reason, they still have those guys. But, th- again, they, it's, it's out of sight, out of mind, and the reason why they've What's, been out of sight is because they've been playing lesser opponents. And Rob says ETN is underrated. I don't think he's underrated. I think he got a lot of play at the beginning of the season saying this guy could be the best running back in the country, and then they started playing bad we just teams. We just got used to what Clemson was doing every week. They were covering, like, 25-point spreads. And they were demolishing everybody. And they were putting up good numbers because they're way better than everybody else in the ACC. Uh, you know what I hope? And we're, we're about to pick these games. I hope that this year is much better than last year. Last year was a snooze fest. The games weren't even like 
they just weren't entertaining. You want good football. And I if, forgot if, Notre Dame was in it last year. Yeah. That's how boring the semifinals were a year ago. Yeah, you know why? Because Clemson absolutely ran over Notre Dame the entire game, all four quarters. I don't want the same outcome of blowout Saturday, go do something else. I want at least good football starting late in the afternoon on Saturday. That's what I want. And if if we get the same kind of games as we do last year, I think that's just going to push more and more people to say, <laughs> we need Don't the start eight this. team playoff, baby. Give me that. the eight teams. I want eight. Yeah, because one versus four wasn't a big enough blowout. Uh, well, the, the, it's it's – it's odds. Okay. You play the odds of better More football. games, more opportunities to have better games. I, I get what you're saying. A to Z Sports. Kelkin says Zach can't go a show without an 18 playoff Yeah, Yeah, look, I'm carrying the flag. And you know what? Maybe I impact college football. Maybe somebody of, of greater ilk is watching this. I think this Rob's correct. Say, if you have eight teams, then you're going to forget about four of them in there. I mean, clearly, I forgot about Notre Dame. Notre Dame was a different, was not deserving of – of that top four. Then. I go back to Boise State, Oklahoma years ago. Yeah, how long ago was that? Is that before? Is that pre-iPhone, Zach? No, it's not pre-iPhone. It wasn't? No, it was not pre-iPhone. You could check it. There's no way that was pre-iPhone. Are you sure? 2007? That's not pre-iPhone. All right. iPhone 1 iPhone one release date. We've done this. I can't. I can't remember when, when it was. Uh, iPhone one release date. The the tension is the known. tension is building. January 9th, two thousand seven. It was literally one week pre iPhone. <laughs> one week pre iPhone. So sorry. Gotcha. Well. Uh, there was talks. Oh, was yeah, talks. yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were promoting there was, the sure, iPhone. sure. They, Get they, out of here. They, they it were, was pre iPhone. It doesn't count in this conversation. No, one week. That, I gotcha. That was, that was Burned you on that one. That All was right. pretty good. A to Z Sports, let's get to our game picks. We do the, we've done this for every big college football game this year. There's not $500 on the line like there was for the regular season, Zach, but we will pick these games. So I don't give think it, we're going to differ to make a wager. I, well, I think, well, we've I think got we're the, aligned, we've got the spread though. We're not going winner. We got the spread here. So uh, let's get to our game picks for the College Football Playoff semifinals. But first, let me tell you guys about LendersUnited.org. It's a perfect time in Nashville to refinance your mortgage because the mortgage rates are at a ten-year low. You can take advantage of that and save hundreds of dollars a month on your mortgage by going to our guy LendersUnited.org and Travis Smith. Travis will take care of you. He specializes in outside-the-box financial situations, so that could be like us we're business owners outside the box financial situation travis can hook you up lendersunited.org is where to go they also launched earlier this month their commercial division so check that out as well so any investors looking for the airbnb game jump in that lendersunited.org is where to go uh lendersunited.org they treat you like family they don't worry about your credit score lendersunited.org a to z sports we are powered by tennesseetickets.com if you want to go to a preds game a titans game Nashville concerts, they've got you covered. Promo code AZ10 at checkout. No hidden fees like Ticketmaster or StubHub. What you see is what you get, plus minus $10 with that promo code AZ10, broadcasting live here from Nash House. Brandon says LSU covers and so does Clemson. Well, Clemson's just a two-point favorite. LSU's a 13.5-point favorite. That's, I'm surprised it's that big. 
13 and a half in a college football playoff but as we've semifinal. Talked, as we've talked about, it took a lot for Oklahoma after they lost to Kansas State to get back in the position to make the college football playoff. LSU has gone through the rigors of a tough schedule. They have a Heisman Trophy winning a quarterback. They've got a head coach that will make you run through a brick wall. LSU, LSU has been in these big games. And, and Oklahoma, look, they played Baylor in big game, but I understand it. LSU's been the best Clyde team. Edwards Hilaire, the, the stud running back from LSU, is a, is a game time. He's questionable with a hamstring that and, happened in and, bowl and practice. Here's the, reason, here's the reason why, Austin. You really want to know? Why? Oklahoma has uh, defensive players suspended for being boneheads. Yeah. That's the reason why. Three, they, right? They have, yeah. The, well, I, the all advantage. three of them starters. I, I think I know all three of them play, but I think just two of them are, are like big time starters that Oklahoma's not going to have, as Ethan brought up right there. Tony says, I like LSU, but not the spread. Jay says, LSU 31, Oklahoma 10. I think there's going to be a lot more points in that. Um, then he says, Clemson uh, 21, Ohio State 24. So he's picking Ohio State in the second game. So here it is. Uh, Lincoln Riley confirmed that. Defensive lineman Ronnie Perkins, running back uh, Ramondre Stevenson, and wide receiver uh, Trey John Bridges all will miss the Peach Bowl. So, look, they're not, we're not talking about Jalen Hurts or the best defensive player, but those three guys, and LSU, I mean, they're pretty healthy. All right, so what do you got? LSU minus 13 or Oklahoma plus 13? I'm th- 13 I'll, and a half. I'll take the Bayou Bengals. I'm taking LSU minus 13 and a half? I think LSU, I think. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be a good game. I think LSU will win by 17 points. I just think that they're that much better than Oklahoma. Oklahoma going through the Big 12, that was not good this year. I, I, I do not. Tr- Baylor was the toughest team that they faced. They're not that good. I'm going to take Oklahoma plus 13 and a half. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking 48-35. Forty-eight, thirty-five. LSU wins. So o- it, Oklahoma it, plus thirteen and a half. Is it a so a back door? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. I think I think Oklahoma is going to score some points. But here. you know what, Rob's right. It may go like LSU uh, against Georgia. Jalen Hurts is way better than Jake Fromm, and Oklahoma is not near as banged up as Georgia was in that game. Georgia had guys dropping like every other play with the injury in the SEC title game. Oklahoma is healthier than that. I, I agree with the Periscope or V-Red. I, I think that they break Oklahoma's spirit. So I have, I have uh, LSU by 13, so Oklahoma covering the 13 and a half. Let's get to the next game. Clemson minus two against Ohio State. Easy pick here. Clemson minus two. Yeah, I like Dabo. I just, he, he, has, he has the most experience with Justin Fields not being 100%. And he's the key catalyst in Ohio State's offense. And it's always, it always has been the quarterback position at Ohio State. They rely on it, and it goes back to Urban Meyer's philosophy. Is, and even Dan Mullins, as you'd say that, is because it's all been influenced. But if your quarterback is not 100% and you have to rely on him, you're asking him to do as much as possible, I, I'm going to have to go with the defending national champions in Clemson. I, I think Clemson wins and covers. I, I, the one thing I'm not sure about is if this will be a good, close game. I think it's going to be close. I don't think LSU-Oklahoma will be based on what I picked, but I, I could see it going either way. I, I think it could come down to the wire. Hey, Michael Shaw's picking Oklahoma over LSU. That's the first one I've seen so far in our comment section. But I, I think 
I think it'll be a close game. I think I think Clemson wins. I think it's the final score might not be as indicative of how close the game was. There might be a late touchdown. Like Titan Saints was a 38-28 game, but that game was a lot closer than that. A touchdown by the Saints late made it a 10-point. I think it's going to be something like that, where Clemson might win by two scores, but it might be a late second score to push it over the top, where Ohio State, I think Justin Fields' knee is a big concern here. And I want to see Chase Young against Trevor Lawrence. I, I want to see that. I think it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. What's your excitement level overall for the weekend, these two games? Not as high as I wish it was. Yeah, you wish that it was. And that's, that's Why? Something college, Why? No, that's something college football has to do a better job of. I mean, that's just the facts. Why they, is it not that? Because they don't market very well. I mean, it goes. I feel, I feel it, like the games. No, when was it? Do you, do you remember seeing a really good commercial throughout the course of the no. last? Everybody's you know, at home you know on Christmas. The, you know what no, the no, problem no, is? Here's another problem. Uh, here's my side shade because I didn't get shade this week. Here's my shade. <laughs> built up shade. Everybody is at home with their family on Christmas, sitting around, relaxing, watching a t- TV, movies, whatever. And there's nothing good on, first of all. You got to actually go search out. Well, that. you know what? This is and Netflix no, season. That's the problem. And you're right. But there's no <laughs> commercials promoting why I should be jacked up for Trevor Lawrence going head to head against Justin Fields I think- or Chase Young. Going head to head against Trevor Lawrence. You know what the there's, problem there's is? None of that. You know what the problem is? They're playing the Saturday after Christmas. That people are still in holiday mode. They need these semifinal games to be. And I know the Rose Bowl screws it all up because the Rose Bowl is so stubborn they will not move off their January first slot. Yeah, it's true. That that screws everything up because these games need to be on January one. They don't need to be on December twenty eighth. No, I'm not paying attention to that. They need to be on January 1 because we're still all focused around Christmas. We're still hanging out with our families. We're still trying to return stuff or trying to figure out where to put everything we just got. Like, I got my office is a complete mess. You know I got to take care need? of that. You know, one would think would solve the problem. An 18 playoff. An 18 playoff. Because you had the to- first round before Christmas and then you had the second round after that. And then you had the, yeah, I get you. But there they, you go. I it look, needs to be. I, I knew you were going to go with I knew I'm you were going to go with that. Then the college football playoff semifinals have to be on January 1st. That way you get that buildup. Because it. I, I'll tell you this, we haven't done a show in three days. I haven't watched a lot of sports or paid attention to a lot of stuff over the last three days. I've been busy. been relaxing at times. I've either been busy or doing nothing on purpose. The, the college football and so I've, it's been out of sight for me. That's why I'm not as excited as I, oh, well, I'll be excited tomorrow. The, the college football playoff committee needs a marketing consultant. Just saying a marketing consultant to get people juiced for this weekend. All right, so you've got you've got Oklahoma covering against LSU. Barely. And then the half points a big deal. We both have Clemson covering Correct. over Ohio State. Correct. All right. Yes. All right, we always end the week. It's been a weird week this week for us because we've taken a couple days off. So Good news. What's your good news this week? A to Z Sports here live on a Friday at Nash House, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. By the way, as you guys are telling us your good news tonight, Preds, Penguins, TennesseeTickets.com. Check them out there. Promo code AZ10 saves you $10. Take your family down to the Preds game. And then come to Nash House before and after the Preds game, any Preds game, any downtown event here at Nash House. Let's get to our good news. Yeah, well, and, and speaking of that, Nash House, is going to send one lucky winner to a Preds game next month. Ah. So look for that on our social media. 
follow the instructions, and you could find yourself with a $100 gift card right here in Ash House and then walking down the street to Bridgestone Arena watching the Preds next month. So look, look for us and make sure you follow us on social media for that cue. All right, so let's get to our good news, Zach. What is your good news this week? It's been a long week, couple days off for Christmas. What's your good news this week? My good news is actually very simple. My good news just walked through the front door. <laughs> yes, right here live at Nash House. We got the family. The fam is here. That's the best part about this is my good news. Before 2020, we've got look, brother, got Nash sister, House brunch. we got niece and nephew. We got we got the whole fam is right here at Nash House supporting A to Z sports. That is my good news. It was easy. And and I knew it the second they walked in the door, and Ryan kind of gave me a little wink, my 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 nephew, and I was like, that's the good news right there. There you go. Uh, da- <laughs> Bold prediction from David says, Chase Young, zero sacks. Uh, Robert says, I start a new route at work after the New Year's and may allow me to buy Titans tickets next year. That's, that's good news there, Robert. My good news is, Zach, we carry around all this equipment, like at all times, like constantly carrying on this equipment. And my computer bag, shoulder strap, that helped me make things easier, broke like five months ago. And I've been, I've been having to like everything like this and hold things in Not hands. ideal. Not ideal. And my beautiful wife. A Christmas gift? Got me a beautiful new computer bag that I, I enjoy. It's the first time using it, and it's got the shoulder strap. The little things the in little, life. The little know? things. My the good news is. The little things in life that make just, your life easier. Well, yeah, but when you know, I make I, I sometimes make your life a little bit more difficult definitely. at times. And my wife makes it easier there for There you go. Also, so, good we're news. Working, we're working together, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, you got you to gotta have that, though. You know, Rob you says, is that, is that Gucci? Yeah. No, it's like Dashi or something like that. I don't know. What it, it's nice. It, I like it, uh, and it makes my life a lot easier. But had a great Christmas. The real good news is got to spend a lot of time uh, with family, whether in my family or my wife's family. Got to uh, get to hit everybody around the, the last couple of days, which was great. We also made pierogies again. Oh, yeah. We made 60 pierogies from scratch on Christmas Eve. They turned out pretty well. They yeah. turned out fantastic. But guess how many we have left? <laughs> We have uh, 20 pierogies left that are already made. And then we have enough stuff to make 80 more pierogies. So if it might need some... 2020, the year of the pierogies. So, so my, my, the funny thing, my wife's grandmother, it's her. She's Polish, like straight Polish. So her Polish pierogi recipe makes 12 dozen pierogies. And so we were like, we're going to do it by the book. So we did it. We made 60. We've got stuff for 80 more. So if you... I'm going to have plenty of pierogies over the next, like, two weeks because that's a lot. Yeah, Rob asked, did you guys watch Christmas Vacation? Did you watch any of Christmas Vacation? I did. I watched that Christmas Eve. I watched Elf probably uh, seven or eight times. Home Alone, both of them have been on TV nonstop. So I've wa- I watched Home Alone yesterday, actually. Uh, so I've watched basically all the, 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 the main ones. Yes, I, I've wa- I watched Christmas Vacation uh, the other day. So that's the best part about you know, this time of year, spending time with family. That's some good news heading into 2020. We also want to thank all of our, our, our viewers and our followers because they've made this year special. And as we grow, we got big things on the horizon in 2020. So a, a special thank you and hope everybody has a, a good new year. We will be uh, live doing our pregame, halftime, postgame show on Sunday surrounding the Titans-Texans game. That is a massive game, a win-and-get-in type scenario for the Tennessee Titans, plus we got the college football playoff. Watch it right here on Saturday. Come here at 3 o'clock, 
Get yourself a, a, an ice cold beer at Nash House. They'll hook you up. Well, they got everything at Nash House. The bourbon list is long. The, the draft beer list is fantastic. The food is even better than that. All right, guys, enjoy your weekend. We will see you Sunday at the mainstay for Titans-Texans. Win and get in. Simple as that. We'll see you then. Thanks for watching.